Hello, it is Julia Kender from Locked On Devils podcast, and I'm joined today by the Locked On Canes podcast guys, uh, Jared and Walker. Do you guys want to say hi and introduce yourselves? Hello. Hi, I'm Jared. And I'm Walker. Thanks so much for being here today, guys. I really appreciate it. Yes, thank you for having us. So last night, or two nights ago now, because it was Saturday night, um, the Devils played Carolina, and they won 5-3. to three. Mm-hmm. Um, So let's just talk a little bit. So the shots on goal were very similar. New Jersey had 26, and Carolina had 27. Penalty minutes were exactly the same for 12 and 12. And the power play was exactly the same, where each team scored on one out of four of their power plays. Um, so all in all, it was a pretty even game up until the end. Um, so what do you guys think about that game so far? Or in the first in first few periods, how do you guys think Carolina played? I think they played decent enough. They definitely showed that they were in the back half of a back-to-back. They definitely looked kind of gassed. Um, and then trying to adjust to Reimer's play style because he has a different play style than Peter. There was a little bit of, I don't know, confusion on that. And that definitely showed, especially towards the end, because he definitely gave up some easily avoidable goals. Right. Um, it is what it is now. You want to bounce back? Yeah, I, I can agree with Jared. I feel like we started out the game with <clears throat> excuse me a pretty good intensity that we – typically bring to start out with and uh, as it showed we kind of just plateaued off there at right around the end of the second period and that just continued on into the third period and we didn't capitalize on any scoring chances that we had and I feel like there were a few times that that could have happened going by the highlights um so that actually brings me to a question that I had for you guys um how reliable the backup is James Reimer do you think um, I've been a Reimer defender since he came here. Um, I still like James Reimer. Um, but like I mentioned, I feel his play style is different than Peter's. Um, and with Peter being the starter and getting more ice time, um, I feel that that affects how the team plays with Reimer. Um, cause in the first few games when it was alternating Peter, James back to back, uh, I was looking at the save percentages for a time there. James was a top 10 goalie in the league. Um, And now that's fell off. I just think he needs more time to adjust with the team and they need to get used to each other um, because he gambles a lot and plays the puck very heavily. Um, I think that's just something that the team needs to get used to. I can agree with that. I think it'll just develop more with time. Um, Because right now we're still very early on in the season. Um, Everyone's still getting the feel of each other. Okay, yeah, I totally understand where you guys are coming from with that because we've had the same with our goalies where we've been playing them kind of interchangeably. Mm -hmm. Um, Blackwood actually got the start for both back-to-back against the Flyers and the Canes. Uh, And I think that he looked pretty good there. Um, But... That's a conversation for another time. Uh, I'm a huge Blackwood fan, so that's, like, my thing. Um, I have a few questions for you guys. Just overall, um, 
about the Canes and then some about the game last night. Um, so last night we heard a lot about uh, Jake Gardner. We just, it feels like whenever he was on the ice, uh, listening to the Devil's feed, his name was being said. Like he was making himself shown on the ice. How has the offseason acquisition of Jake Gardner impacted the Canes so far? I know it's so early on, but have you guys seen an impact? Yeah, I definitely feel he has had an impact um, in good ways and um, and in bad ways. Um, he's definitely still finding his footing, um, which can be seen some on the power play because I forget uh, which one it was uh, last night, but there was a shift where he was looking really rough. Um, yeah. But there have also been places where he's been amazing, just like the game-winning overtime goal against the Capitals early on. Beautiful goal. Um, yeah, definitely beautiful. Um, and also last night with his assist with Warren Fogel, that was a really smart play. Um, but there's also times where he's caused a lot of unnecessary turnovers. So just like Reimer, I think it'll just take a little bit more time just getting used to the new team. Plus he had fun with the storm search for trick or cheating. So that's always nice. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think, I think Jake's been a really good addition to the Canes blue line, even watching him from when he was, on Toronto. That was his previous team, correct? Yes. Okay, yeah. Even watching him then, he's just really great defensive. He has his moments offensive, but definitely recently from like what Jared was saying, just to further go along with that, I feel like he's kind of a 50-50 guy. He's either really on point one night or he's just not doing what he needs to do occasionally, and I feel like he's just back and forth with that. So that's my that's just my personal opinion on that, though. No, it definitely makes sense. Um, that's kind of how he was in Toronto, too, because mm-hmm. um, I watched a few of the Toronto games last season, and I kind of noticed that as well. And that's a lot of what came out about him when he was on the trading block. Um, right. So, Jared, you mentioned Warren Fogel. He got his first goal last night on the season. How important is it for him to be producing and, like, the young guys to be producing for your team? Oh, it's extremely important. Um, Fogel was a big part in the Kane success of last season, uh, especially in the playoffs. Um, he definitely needs to keep that up because up until last night, he hadn't really done much. I mean, a few assists here and there, but that was about it. Um, but he definitely needs to keep that up. Same with everyone else. I mean, Svetch, he's been doing great. Nietzsche has been doing great. Um Aho and Nita Ryder, they're finally starting to get going. Um, but everyone just needs to be picking up. I mean, Aho, he has been having slow starts pretty much every season. Um, yeah. But he definitely needs to start getting out of that. Same with everyone else. But I think everyone's going to be uh, getting on the right track soon. I can agree with that, too, especially since the Canes are such a we're such a young team. We have very few veteran players that have been in the game for multiple seasons. You know, we got like Jordan Stahl, we got Reimer now, and now Peter kind of coming into his own little veteran status. And I feel like it's really important for the rookies and the younger guys to really get out there and show that just because they're young, that these teams that the special teams, especially um, don't need to be sleeping on, on the younger guys. And I think Fogel, really capitalized on his chances definitely during the playoffs. He was huge for, for the Canes offensive line during the playoffs. And I think he's 
along with Aho and Nino, I think they're really just worried about proving their worth. And uh, I think that's just really hurting them mentally. But I feel like if they just continue doing what they're doing, just get back to the grindstone, I feel like they they can be a huge benefit for this team, which is what ultimately they all want to be. Yeah, they're in their own head. Absolutely. Um, speaking of young players, now I want to get into Sveshnikov. Um, he tends to throw his body around. Yeah. He, like, he's not afraid to do that. So like, I think that's really interesting, especially because of how young he is. The mad Russian. So like, how uh, has that impacted the team, uh, him being so physical? Uh, I definitely think it's really good um, with him being physical. Um, let me get this up here because I had something wrote down about him. Um, what was it? Uh, yeah, uh, just his physical style of play um, is definitely really good to see, um, especially right now um, with Martin Oak being out. It's nice to have another forward out there that's not afraid to throw down with someone uh, when – they decided to mess with his team. Like, totally. uh, uh, forget who it was last night, uh, but when he was beefing with Fogel, um, Svetch got right up in his face and was ready to go. So it's nice to have that other enforcer out there um, alongside Edmondson, alongside Stahl. Um, and then when Mark Nutt gets back, um, to be out there. And obviously Svetch is able to produce offensively. He's been proving that since game one of the season. Right. Of course, he had that amazing lacrosse goal the other night. So the beautiful Michigan. Here. <laughs> <laughs> but he definitely does need to um, take uh, take care of his careless penalties because he does have a tendency to yes. uh, take those. Uh, he needs to clean that up some. I think he almost shows that he's a little too aggressive occasionally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he can be a bit too aggressive with some of the penalties he takes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. That's I feel like that's uh, kind of the way it is with some younger rookies that do play physically. Um, right. The only other that's coming to mind is the Flyers' Travis Konechny. Mm-hmm. He used to take a lot of careless penalties, um, and now he's kind of grown out of that. Um, we don't really have too many like super physical um, young guys on the Devils right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Wayne Simmons to take care of that. Yeah, definitely. Oh, that's who it was I was thinking of. Yeah, that Spetsch was going after. <laughs> yeah, that's who I was thinking of. I couldn't think of the name. for him to go after Simmons. <laughs> Simmons definitely likes to instigate stuff, though. I've, I, that's the wrong reasons. Right. One reason, one of the reasons, excuse me, why I've always liked Simmons, just because he likes to start stuff. Yeah. And he'll finish them, too. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I want to get into special teams now because special teams is something that the Devils have struggled with a little bit this season. Mm -hmm. Um, You guys scored on one out of four of your power plays yesterday, and you got scored on for one out of four of your penalty kills. Yes. Um, So how has special teams impacted the Canes overall this season? I think it's improved from last season. Uh, Definitely. It's definitely no secret. Um, Last season, the Canes uh, power play was awful. Um, but it has been improving this season so far. Um, uh, it definitely still needs work because um, they do yes. tend to just mess around with the puck. They don't tend to capitalize on opportunities they have um, as much as they should. But Eric Halla, uh he's been phenomenal in the power play. I mean, down here, um, when the Hurricanes will score on the power play, um, 
we get a free Bobe biscuit from Bojangles. Woo woo. Yeah. So his nickname has been Eric Botayam Holla. <laughs> so we love him, um, and he's been great on the power play, but just everyone else really start needs needs to start stepping it up some. Um, but it has been improving, which is very good to see. I agree with that. Um, and especially like going back to the Canes, just giving up those easy penalties, the trippings, the hookings, high sticks and stuff like that, that really mm-hmm. – hurts us because we could be going up against a special team and we'd be up, I don't know, by two points. And then Svedge, or I've seen Stahl do it too, make a really reckless hooking hooking penalty or a tripping minor or whatever like that. And they come back and special teams, man, they'll, just like the name uh, says, they'll go right in on the power play and we sleep on that and we get a little too cocky and I think that really hurts us and that's where our, our PK can sometimes suffer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Devils kind of have been having those issues as well. We've been scoring on like one out of every like four or five power plays per game basically mm-hmm. um, and we get scored on a heck of a lot more during the penalty kill so I can definitely relate to that. Right. Um, so I have one last little question for you guys it's just a fun question um so obviously the canes like have a good morale in the locker room and they do the storm surge which is really fun Mm -hmm. um and i think that that relates to the devils a lot because the devils are kind of like a really positive team uh Mm -hmm. pk Subban's like talked about how the devils are like their morale has stayed really up and positive in the locker room. So I feel like those teams, our teams are very similar in that way, (laughs) but are there any little like tidbits from the team that you can share about like anything? If there's any drama or if there's any more little fun things that they do. Well, um, they'll always have their victory songs. Uh, like when they win, (laughs) yeah. Uh, because I know Sarah Sivian from The Athletic, she compiled a playlist of all the songs from last season. Um, pretty much any Canes fan that has Spotify listens to that playlist. Um, it's super fun. Uh, when they beat the Kings uh, a couple weeks back, their victory song was Shake It Off by Taylor Swift. So, <laughs> I mean, everyone knows about Taylor Swift's song. That's right. And, of course, I mean, right now, like I said earlier, just around North Carolina in general, uh, Andre Svechnikov is a god to us, and Dougie Hamilton could probably run for office and win. Oh, definitely. Yes, he could run for mayor of Raleigh and win. But um, it's just nice to see the Canes giving back to their community as well. Um, just they have good public relations, which is always good to see. Um, at the start of every home game, um, they always have a party out in the South Plaza um, with like giant inflatable stuff. Um, it's just great to see. It just keeps the morale of not only the team, but the fan base up as well, which is definitely nice because if everyone's happy, whether the product is good on the ice or not, I mean, everyone's still at least going to be happy and having fun. Everybody loves the, the Skate with the Canes event too. Yes. Which is amazing. What's that? The Skate with the Canes event is, they hold it every year, or most, I think most every year, around, Mm -hmm. what, like, I think it's actually coming up, like maybe, like maybe January or February. It's maybe a little bit later in the season this year. 
but I yeah, don't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, I can't remember either. But it's literally, <clears throat> excuse me, it like like the name says, uh, you purchase a ticket. It's really not that much, and you get to go to this event, and they have, um, I believe it's three separate stations. Uh, the first one, and they come in different groups. First one, you can go through a line and meet some of the players, get some signatures and stuff. And then another group, you actually go down to the ice and you get to skate around with um, some of the players and take some pictures, shoot some pucks and stuff like that. And then the third group, you actually get to go back to the locker room where another group of players are at. And you get to take pictures with them and their cubbies and stuff like that. And you, you really get to interact with them, especially when you're actually on the ice and you get to skate with them. Because I know me and my fiance skated around with Lucas Walmart, who was just an absolutely nice guy. He's just so chill. Just we skated like two or three laps around the little the little area that they have for just free skate, and we just talked about how he was enjoying North Carolina and just different things like that. And it's just a really cool event to go and see and really interact with these guys. I just thought it was cool. Yeah, really great. Yeah, just every player. Um, on the canes it's just really good with the fans yeah. um, which is always good to see because sometimes you'll hear about people they're not really good with the fans they just tend to blow them off um, here that's not the case everyone will stop and talk to the fans everyone will sign autographs everyone will take pictures um, it's been a couple months removed but back in September um, well started back in July um, I was at one of the bars here in Goldsboro I had a Couple too many drinks. I decided to mark note. He responded, "He's like, you know, time and place won't be back in Raleigh until the end of August." Um, Then we got that sorted out. So then, back in September, um, we went out drinking, which was fun. Um, And then just there are there are a bunch of other fans there as well um, because it was you know the more fans the better. Um, He took his time with. Every single player, or not player, every single fan took pictures, signed autographs, and everything. Um, yeah, he's great. And then I was also at the private storm brew tasting before we went out there, um, and it was the same deal there. He was talking to everyone, took pictures, yeah, and then he's just a great person to be around. And then, especially after all that, there was definitely a lot more... Um, vocal opinions from the fans of wanting him to be named captain or alternate captain just because he's a good presence in the locker room but also just a good ambassador for the team in general just going out and doing stuff like that it just it really makes a connection with the fans which is something that's great whether the canes are winning or not that connection with the fans is extremely important he's just always in a good mood yes yes I love that. Um, right now, I don't know if you guys heard about this. The Devils fans were kind of at odds with the team. We were booing them on their own power play at one point. That was actually a question I wanted to ask you about. Was how, what were your personal thoughts on that? Yeah, and Taylor Hall actually said something about it. So I personally don't believe that you should boo your own team. Yeah. Um, I think that they feed off of your energy as much mm-hmm. as you feed off of theirs. Like They're going to do well if you're like loud and like helping support them and spur them on. Um, so I don't think that it's really a great thing to boo your own team. Um, right. But Devils fans have been fed up with the way that the season started. 
Um, and that's kind of like what happened. And I, I mean, I don't get it, but like, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, so being able to hear that, like the Canes and stuff, like the Canes and the fan base of the Canes have such a big like community that's so connected is really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. We love our team. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, As a- that's it for me. Um, do you guys have anything to ask me or anything for me? I, uh, Walker has the questions. Yeah, I, I actually wrote a few down. Uh, Jared, I meant to send these to you, but uh, oh, that's sorry. my bad. <laughs> um, so I've already asked you about how uh, what your um, opinion was on the whole booing deal, but I wanted to ask how you felt about the acquisition of P.K. Subban and um, especially the uh, acquisition from your first pick of Jack Hughes. What is your overall opinion on performance you've seen from both of them individually or together or just wanted to get yeah. your personal thoughts so jack hughes has been huge for us mm-hmm. he's been huge yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um he's been really big for us he's been a good like morale booster um and he's kind of just really within the past few games found his footing and gotten his confidence up which is just so good to see right uh, he's not producing like all the time mm-hmm. he's everywhere on the ice He's getting more confident with the puck. And then P.K. Subban, I love this acquisition of P.K. Subban. Mm. We got him for, like, nothing. Um, Which is so very surprising. I know. Right, yeah, absolutely. Um, And I just, I don't know. He he has, like, a job to do, obviously. And when he doesn't do it, it's very noticeable. Mm -hmm. um, Because already he has become that impactful of... um, on our team, right. which is really great and really important for us because we kind of needed that on our blue line. We needed that person who can step up and take the leadership responsibility um, and also play responsibly with the puck, you know? Certainly. So I think that both of those acquisitions have been really big for the Devils. Awesome. Um, speaking of blue line, um, I just want to get your thoughts on the Hurricanes blue line because whenever you know we sign... <laughs> Uh, Jake Gardner, and whenever we traded for Joel Edmondson, there's just a lot of talk where it just like the Hurricanes had one of the best defensive groups in the entire league, if not the best. Um, and then you also have Hayden Fleury as a healthy scratch now that Trevor Van Riemsdyk has came back. Just yep. how do you see the Hurricanes blue line? Yeah, they definitely were strong last night. They um prevented uh, the Devils from getting into their zone easily at some points, especially on the PK. Um, I know that the Devils had, like, a little bit of a struggle entering their entering the Canes zone with the puck. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the blue line looked really strong last night. I mentioned already Jay Gardner's name was just all over the place. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's really positive for you guys, um, mm-hmm. being able to – have a strong blue line. I think um, Trevor Van Riemsdyk is a strong player. I really like him um, mm-hmm. and his brother. They're both from Jersey, so yes. <laughs> we, we like them here. Uh, and I think that he's a strong defenseman. Um, but yeah, those are kind of my my thoughts. Oh, thank you. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> we love to hear good things about our team. <laughs> yes, LTVR. Yes. Uh, Julia, one more thing for me. Um, a recent acquisition by the Devils of uh, Louis Domingue, I believe I'm saying that right, from Tampa Bay, um, for a, was it a 
Seventh round pick? I can't remember. It was a seventh round conditional pick. Conditional pick. That's right. How, what are your? How do you feel about um, the Ming's addition to the team? Do you think? What do you think he could bring? Yeah. Um, so our goaltending in Binghamton, and even our goaltending backup with Corey Schneider hasn't been the strongest. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that this is kind of sending a message to the team as well, um, being like. This is you guys got to step it up in front of your goaltender. Goaltenders right. need to step it up. Everything needs to get go to a higher level at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that he's going to bring a lot to. Right now, he's playing with Binghamton. I think he's going to bring a lot there because Binghamton's goal goals against average for the goaltenders are it's not good. Right. Um, they have not been strong goaltenders there, um, and everybody kind of knows it. Mm-hmm. So I think that this is a good acquisition for our farm team, and I think it'll be good if anything happens with Corey Schneider or Blackwood. Um, it'll be somebody that we can reliably bring up. Awesome. Thanks. Um, We're glad to hear that you like that pick, too. Yeah. That trade. Uh, <laughs> yes, that's awesome. Uh, and kind of reciprocate what um, you wanted me and Jared to share about any little special things with the team. Do you have anything uh, special that you would like to – talk about with the devil's team anything that you've noticed or seen or somebody has done definitely um so i think it's really cool that they kind of call them their team a brotherhood Mm -hmm. um and they like earn the brotherhood and like stuff like that um and pk suban was talking on saturday night about how they're a pretty young team and because of that the morale stayed pretty high um and pretty positive but something that I really like, and I brought this up in two prior podcasts already, Mm -hmm. Um, but Jack Hughes lives with Corey Schneider and his entire family. (laughs) That's cool. That's really cool. Um, Corey Schneider has a wife, he has kids, they have dogs and a cat, and now they also have a Jack Hughes. (laughs) And I think that that's really cool. Um, Them bringing in this 18-year-old kid who's adjusting to the league, it just shows his leadership and um, the team's closeness and wanting to kind of grow together. That's nice to hear. That's awesome of Sean, of Schneider. That's really cool. Yeah. That's, that's cool to hear. I know uh, for our end, I mean, he doesn't play with us anymore. Uh, with Calvin DeHaan. Yeah. Uh, Eric Holla is actually staying in his old house. Oh, really? And, yeah. Yeah, Holla is staying in DeHaan's old house. I forget where it's at. I can't remember if it's in Cary or Raleigh. But Interesting. Somewhere around there. I know that when Aho moved over here, he bunked with uh, Tevo Teravainen for a little while, and Tevo was able to teach him a little bit of the English language and show him around um, Raleigh and the neighboring area a little bit so he could get on his feet a little bit. And then, lo and behold, now here we are a few years later, and Aho literally lives on the floor below Tevo, which yeah, is hilarious. Yeah, I, <laughs> I love stuff like that. It's awesome. Yeah, I mean. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, I was just say, just going off like the whole real closeness of the team. I know um, uh, with the Kane's Twitter and whatnot. Um, there's just like this bromance or whatever between like Fetch and Dougie and Warren. <laughs> um, just all that. Just the entire team is very very close. Um, very. It's really good to see. I know. Uh, it was right before the season started. Um, there was, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, the team went on a paintball trip. And they all went paintball. Oh, yeah. And then 
and the team uploaded the video to their social media pages, and it was hilarious. Yeah, uh, the Devils went to, like, some... I don't know what it was. It was kind of like boot camp, but, like, not really. Mm-hmm. They were doing, like, rope climbing and stuff, but... Um, P.K. Subban, who's very active on social media, posted some stuff about that. Um, they also do, like, family dinners and stuff, which is really cool. That's cool. Yeah, that's very cool. That's good to hear. I know the Canes did that when uh, last season when they went to Chicago and when Cam Ward was uh, still there before he came over during the off season, They went over to Ward's house, and they had dinner with him and his family. And I just thought that was, that was just really cool to see that even though he was on another team, they were just like, hey – since we're in town, let's go get dinner. And Ward was like, hey, come over. I'll cook for you. So I thought it was cool. Paint's legend. Yeah. <laughs> A wardo. Yep. Retire his number, please. Please. All right, guys. Well, I think that's the end of this little segment. Um, thank you so much again for doing this with me. I really appreciate it. Um, this has been really fun. It's yes. been great talking to you guys. Uh, and that's that for now. Awesome. Thank you thank for you having much. us.